the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Today, opening the show, I asked my friend, Hal Shirtliff, who's been on before in the last couple months about uh, singing his own praises, if I can say, or the successes of his fight for the Constitution. Uh, he is a founder and the operator of Camp Constitution. If you go to campconstitution.net, you can find out all more, more, all about it and more about it there. Of course, I always do this to you, Hal, that one of my favorite people, the the late Sam Blumenfeld is an amazing, amazing figure in American yes. life. And he had the archive, his archive is at uh, your website, campconstitution.net. So Hal, first of all, welcome back to the program. I'm opening the show talking to you because what people need to know is it's not too early to think about your summer. And we've got to keep doing what I tell people, which is sink your roots down into the basics, the Constitution, the Bible, and you know the main things, and really get familiar. So tell me, Camp Constitution's already coming around. It's July 16th through uh, July 21st this summer. Tell everybody about it more. Tell them what uh, what it's about. Tell them uh, why it's important, and just give them a little pitch, please. Well, it's our uh, 15th annual week-long family camp. And we have people from whole families, unaccompanied minors and unaccompanied adults. Uh, and they get a chance to, uh, hear some incredible instructors on very important topics, uh, concerning uh, our nation, our nation's history, uh, godly heritage, threats against the constitution. We also have, uh, one of the world's top atmospheric scientists, Professor Willie Soon. And he teaches about uh, the, the the misinformation about climate change and all these other things that people are being scared about, scared to death. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and not just learn about these things, but what can you do to take active uh, active measures against this? In other words, or, we're trying to organ. We're not just educating people, but we're cr- creating activists so they go back home and they make a difference in their community. We've seen that. We've seen examples of some of our staff and campers do things of this nature, whether it's fighting an Article 5 convention or defeating a plastic bag ban in their town and things of this nature. Mm-hmm. Well, and I saw today, and we're talking with Hal Shirtliff again, and, uh, and go to campconstitution.net to find out more. You announced that, uh, I mean, some great people are there, always uh, teaching, and you're one of them. But uh, Vince Everett Ellison, people see him a lot. He's going to be a an instructor yes. there. He's going to spend time. Now, uh, Hal, uh, this is a little bit of a funny question. I- I'm asking a question. I don't know the answer, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. But you've been doing this for years because you know – you have to we have to get ourselves and our children educated in the constitution having said that are are we losing ground well we we may be losing ground in some places but gaining ground in others for example look at the second amendment issue we are winning on that issue right i think it was i don't know how many 10 15 years ago only vermont had uh, what they call they call now constitution carry I think there are over 20 states that have constitution carry, right. uh, even though the left has been making a lot of noise with the um, the climate change. I think in uh, in the words of Professor Richard Linson of MI, uh, retired now, he said, we have two things on our side. We have the truth and we have nature itself. 
you know, most of the country <laughs> this year experienced some of the coldest weather right. uh, ever, you know, right. <laughs> record breaking uh, cold. And I think it sort of puts to rest some of that nonsense. Uh, and so I don't think most Americans are buying into it. Um, so, so I think we're gaining ground in some places. I think the place we're losing a lot of ground is the culture war. Mm -hmm. But again, I think that it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I don't think most people are buying into it. It just appears to be that way. Although the big threat is in our government schools with this, uh, not only promoting socialism, but they're also promoting this crazy transgenderism. Yeah, yeah. And that's a real, even in rural areas, yeah. you see it, how it's dividing families as a one. In fact, there's a friend of mine who, whose um, family, his daughter decides that she's now a, a boy and, uh, and and how the state officials basically took her and uh, the parents can't see her. She, and she's going to be an adult in about six months. And then they toss her out and then she goes back, but she ended up going back home. Right. But there's so much confusion. And of course, it's big money. The left uh, has lots of money invested in destroying our youth. That's why it's so important um uh, to not just to make it to try to come to our camp. I mean, we're just right. a, basically a small entity, but our our influence goes well beyond. Uh, I think our um, our um, let's say the our camp, circle, our, our initial circle, because we have that Blumenfeld archive, and we actually have hundreds of thousands of people around the world, mainly in the United States, have been downloading the Alpha Phonics. They're now teaching yeah, their children, sure. and in some cases, teaching themselves how to read properly. Yep. And that's that's the first start. And then, of course, you have to have the spiritual foundation. Mm -hmm. And we do have to realize that we're in a spiritual war, that, uh, you know, we, we see the physical manifestation, you know, every time we pick up the, well, nobody picks up newspapers anymore, do they? Put, <laughs> put on the TV. They don't, even put, or, they don't even pick up their mouse anymore. You don't pick up a mouse. <laughs> you, you put your finger on the, right. uh, the pad. But uh, how, how sure Love is our guest. Um, he's the founder and he operates Camp Constitution, campconstitution.net. To be clear to folks, it's up in New Hampshire uh, at, at a Christian camp. So there's a campsite. It's a, you know, it's a, a regular right. camp. Lots of families will go July 16th to 21st. If your early bird sign up is uh, 250 bucks for the week uh, after May 1st, it's $300 uh, per week. And again, uh, you'll get lots of it's it's a little bit of a, a both end, right? They'll be teaching, but it's also presence. And I remember John Ashcroft, of, of, of all people, the former attorney general and all, was telling me once he liked to go to uh, to a law school campuses and teach the course um, and live there for a while, be together. He said he'd stay for a few weeks instead of like come in once a month uh, for six months because he liked to be present and and something about imparting the, their their uh, the knowledge that way. By the way, Hal, I, I, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk to another guest. He and his wife wife have written a book called she is she uh, about how um you don't be confused by this uh gender identity you know this this need this drive to get everybody that's having a bad uh part of their childhood to think it's gender dysphoria right i, I joked with him getting ready for that interview everybody when you're young it's the definition of being young you, you get frightened that's and right. scared and worried and confused, the thing you need to do yeah. yeah you need to be reassured in all the ways that we know in history mom and dad if possible family if possible friends if possible but ultimately god and, and and an understanding of what faith is so anyway it is uh it's confusing and we'll talk with them all right um, hey, Hal, let me i know yeah, i know a please. lot of your listeners uh maybe yeah. in uh, other side of the country will be happy to pick up anybody at airports and drop them back off and train train stations and uh, everywhere, anywhere else. You know. Good. That's um, thank you for saying. I was going to say that people do come in from all over, and and sometimes right. they come in for uh, 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 they you know they go on a college tour, they're looking at colleges, or they're going to visit relatives or whatever. And there's a lot. Um, so, uh, how what is the single biggest um 
impediment to uh, teaching about our Constitution? And what, by that, I mean, what are, what are people most confused about? Is it the is it the uh, uh, over the years, the left's ability to say the Constitution is a, a, a living, breathing document that somehow it's it's supposed to change with the weather or with the the the, the, the mood? What what is it you find that you got to kind of sort of now maybe this moment in history and the culture to say uh, that you're missing something? Well, there's two things. One, you said the first thing that is some type of living, breathing uh, document that it changes according to mor- morals and uh, attitudes. Uh, well, that's not true. And the second one is yes, that it's some type of outdated relic written in a agrarian society by dead white European males, etc. But uh, we tell people that the U.S. Constitution it was brilliant. Uh, these men were far far sighted. Uh, they were inspired by, uh, I think, I'm not saying that the Constitution itself is equated to the Bible, but right. no, but it, God was definitely had a hand in that. There's no doubt in my mind because it just, it was so brilliant. I mean, trial by jury, mm-hmm. uh, just look at the things that they, they, they did with this Constitution. And uh, in fact, because we have more people today, we have more technology. That's a reason for more decentralized government, not a stronger, more powerful government. So our founders were brilliant. And they did allow it to be amended. And there were some places where it had to be amended. Uh, you know, we had to get rid of slavery. Uh, we didn't need an income tax, however. <laughs> that was a bad thing. And they also set up a patent office. They said, yeah, right. we're gonna, people are going to invent stuff. So we got to protect events. So the founders were aware of that. So they were f- far seeing. Yeah. It's uh, it is you know Hal Shirtliff. Um, thank you. I'm out of time, but I wanted to make sure to get you on. I was texting you earlier. Um, you know that that there's so much. Uh, Phyllis, late Phyllis Schlafly used to say, um, you know, clearly, uh, Providence, God had a hand in the Constitution. And when people say let let's let's have another constitutional convention, you say look around, and say I'm not sure that we're quite ready for God to do what He did in that case uh, again. And, <laughs> That's and, correct. And, and, and uh, so it's extraordinary. So thanks, Hal. As always, uh, CampConstitution.net. Go check it out again. Up. In New Hampshire, July 16th and 21st. Really good. Hal's really good. And it's a, a great uh, program with lots of great speakers. Uh, I will put it all up on social media so you see it. And that's what you need to know today. We'll be right back. We got a lot more on the show. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, Great to catch up uh, with my old friend, David Horowitz. He has a new book out. He has been uh, prolific, I have to say, even more than usual. Its uh, title is The Final Battle. And David, before we get to it, we should say David Horowitz, of course, a uh, uh, well-known, best-selling author, um, has been uh, uh, leading uh, activist. But at the end of the book, you write this. Finally, I've finally I've now written four volumes of defense of our country for Chris Ruddy and the editors of Humanex books. I hope my countrymen and countrywomen are as grateful for their assistance in making these books possible as I am. Uh, David, I saw that and I, I caught myself seeing that. And I wanted to say I sure am. I mean, you've had this run now where we've had great books, important books that have become flooding out because of Humanix being able to publish it. It's fantastic. This one is oh, Final Battle. The next election could be the last. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Ruddy has given them all their titles <laughs> and put the full force of Newsmax behind them. So yep. I, I think I have four books that have sold a million copies through yeah. him. 
It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Straight, extraordinarily valuable, especially because a lot of your books, like this one, are a description of what's going on, and then, but also along the way, and, and especially in the last chapter, here's what's going to happen. Here's where we're headed. That's the chapter. Chapter eleven is where we're headed. So first, um, David Horowitz. Again, the book is uh, is uh, Final Battle from Humanix Books, um, and it's uh, the the next election could be the last. May I ask you, David, though, uh, about January sixth? Um, and about the ability of the media and the left to weaponize and to lie about it. I've never seen anything as effective as what they've done. They're fascists, and they're very practiced at it. Uh, the, the Democrat Party has a long history uh, of associations with the mafia, and that's that's the way they behave. Yeah, January First of all, Trump in advance of January 6th, offered to put 10,000 National Guardsmen around the Capitol to protect it. Does anybody with two eyes and half a brain knows that on both ends of the spectrum there are violent people or people itching to commit violence? Mm -hmm. That was rejected by Nancy Pelosi, suggesting that the whole event was a setup particularly if you watch the videos of Capitol Police inviting people into the, escorting them into the building. And if you know that there were 50 FBI informants in that crowd uh, and that the supposed ringleader of of the right um, uh, was not even there, he's supposed to have organized the event, uh, he was not even there, and he was not. Well, I think he was arrested two year, two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democrats' response was, "This is an armed insurrection." Right. It, it, they had no evidence of that, as they usually don't when they make these claims. Well, uh, and, and and let me say, David, in in your book again, we're talking with David uh, Horowitz. Uh, the book uh, is Final Battle. Later in the book, you refer to Millie. Millie is quoted as saying, "They may try, but they're not going to effing succeed. You can't do this without the military. You can't do this without the CIA and the FBI." Quote: We're the guys with the guns. End quote. And you say yeah. in the next sentence, "That's the perfect refutation of the idea that it was an armed insurrection." I mean, Millie of all people admits it. That or that it was an insurrection, right? With no arms confiscated, right. and the Democrats just went on. Okay, it's not an armed insurrection; it's an insurrection, right. without explaining how you can have an insurrection without arms. Right? And obviously, you can't. Uh, they went further. They claimed that five uh, Capitol police officers were killed. The actual number is zero. Uh, but they uh, they plucked out a Trump supporter, Brian Sucknick, claimed that he was killed by a fire extinguisher bashing in his head while he was defending the Capitol. In fact, he didn't. He died the next day in bed from natural causes. Uh, that's how far they and they held a phony ceremony of his body lying in in state in the Capitol. Right. A rare honor to honor him for defending the Capitol against the, the Trump insurrectionists. Total, yeah. total lies. This is worthy of a fascist government. 
Well, uh, and, uh, and and again, David David Horowitz, our guest. That's that's the thing when you let go through this book, uh, uh, you see again and again. I know you've said it already here. They just lie about it so completely. But what what strikes me is. Frankly, the media and the big tech, big tech and big media are working now with these big government liars. That's exactly what the Nazis did. Yeah. They didn't, they, they didn't take ownership of the means of production the way the communists did, but they ran it. Right. You know, this takeover of the tech and well, you, Infiltrating the tech industry with spies from the FBI and the CIA and whatnot to suppress their opposition. That's fascism. Right. And that's, that's what the Biden regime is all about. Um, uh, uh, David one person one. was killed. Yeah. Right. And it, was, it was, and it was a Trump supporter. It was Ashley Babbitt. Um, Ashley Babbitt, who was four, went five foot tall, mm-hmm. 40 years old, unarmed. A 14-year Air Force veteran who was, this was all videotaped, was standing around threatening no one when uh, Michael Byrd, this Capitol Police officer, just killed her point blank, just pointed his weapon at her and shot her to death. And his identity was concealed by Pelosi for two months. And then she quashed any investigation. And and not only is he a free man, but they gave him a medal for defending the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi is an accomplice to murder, just technically speaking. But Republicans are too polite to mention stuff like this. It's crazy. Uh uh, David Horowitz is our guest. His newest book is Final Battle from Humanex, uh, Humanex Books. Um, David, uh, the, um, the open border in the, I think the third or fourth chapter, you talk about how, uh, and you, and you, you, you say what we know, what I know, what our listeners that listen to me know. It, it's not like they've allowed a sort of a lot of people or a few people to come in. It's full on open borders. We're talking about millions and millions of people. It's an invasion. And of the of the four million people who flooded our country, whose identities we don't know and backgrounds and intentions, um, there are hundreds of thousands and probably millions of criminals, and we know this. It's in page seventy of my book. The the government accounting office did a study in two thousand eighteen. Uh, of illegal Im- immigrant m- migrants or whatever you want to, I call them invaders right. in, in U.S. prisons. How many were there between 2011 and 2016? 730,000 they committed. They were arrested 4.9 million times, which means that that they were citizens. They were arrested over and over. They committed seven and a half million crimes, including a million drug crimes, 500,000 assaults, 134,000 sexual assaults. Uh, you know, I could just go on and on that these statistics are hair-raising, 51,000 kidnappings um, and 1,500 terrorist attacks. That's what Biden has given to the American people. It's interesting now that, that the wolves, the Democrats themselves, 
are destroying Biden. They're the uh, ones that we. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Biden. Well, I think they. I think they. I think he's been a. Uh, you know, like a good, like the good communist fascist. He's been there. He's been a useful uh, dupe and a fool. And now they're gonna. They're gonna push him out. But, well, yeah, but he wants to run again. And then right. They, right. They but but David what David Horowitz again the best selling author is our guest um uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center um David what the title of the book which as you point out is so uh, effective and provocative f- the f- final battle the next election could be the last I don't know David I mean I, I read your books I, it doesn't matter the next election I mean they, they they did it in 2020 they did it in 2022 they still uh, the, the last three elections yeah and nobody does and nobody does any no serious Republican well, opposition. Yeah, but, you know, Republicans are sort of waking up, and there's a new generation there, that people like Carrie Lake who are fighting, uh, as uh, so many Republicans didn't before. So what I'm, I'm basically saying is these people want power, uh, and they want, they want a one-party state, and they'll do anything to get it. And you mentioned Mark Milley. Uh, this disgraceful traitor who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he's the president's chief security advisor. Um, Milley, on on January 2nd of that year, after Trump lost the election, and four days before January 6th, uh, the Iranians issued a death threat against Trump. They said he will not only be removed from office, but from life for killing Soleimani, the Iranian terrorist, uh, which he was criticized by the Democrats for doing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Milley, then he's supposed to protect the president. That's chief. <laughs> he's the chief military advisor to the president and the head of his security team. He went around the White House and uh, uh, you know, the administration offices telling people that Trump was Hitler and that his supporters were the Nazis we fought in World War II and that his speech uh, that he gave uh, called Stop the Steal uh, was the gospel of the Fuhrer. Those were his words. And where did I find this in? Books written by Washington Post authors. Mm. And the reaction to this fascist Millie and traitor, I mean, we have a civilian chain of command. Trump is the commander-in-chief, not Mark Milley. Mm-hmm. Um, but the response of, like, Anderson Cooper was to praise Milley as, as though he was doing his civic duty. That's how far gone our country is. So to imagine... Uh, I, I think the way I put it is this. No reasonable person could say, no, there actually is going to be a next election with any certainty, right. given the mentality of these people and the criminality. First thing about, about Joe Biden is he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much he's sold his country out to China uh, and, and other countries, you know, we'll maybe find out someday. But it's clear that he has um, these secret classified documents that he left around his his garage are things that he obviously took with him illegally. Um, 
to hide what he has done to betray this country. That That's the only, it's not like Trump who took a trove, um, but was in touch with the authorities. Right. And as the, as president has the right to declassify anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the other part of it is that Trump had the Trump had the right. Trump had the authority to declassify it if he wanted. You could argue if he should or shouldn't. That's a different question. But Biden had nothing. David Horowitz. Uh, thank you. Uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center. If you go to HorowitzFreedomCenter.org, you'll see all his work there. Also, FrontPageMag.com. In fact, there's a great interview. Uh, this, of, uh, uh, go ahead, David. This book, Final Battle, is available at Costco, Sam's Club and BJ's. You probably can get it for a discounted price there. They okay. have stacks of them. Yep. F- final battle about the next election could be the last, David Horowitz. Thank you, David, as always. Great to talk to you. We appreciate you very much. And uh, keep going. Keep going. We need more. So thank you. Thank you, Ed. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, I have the book. I, they sent me a copy. So uh, I've read it. It's great, as always. But it is really true. Humanix has done a great thing by including him. Uh, so uh, getting David Horowitz um, writing these these books is four books, one after another. And they're, um, they've got that voice that he has of just fighting back. He's not sitting there, you know, and frankly, most of the authors, most of the books are even conservative ones are reflective and thoughtful. David's fighting. Uh, David Horowitz is a fighter uh, front page, uh, front page mag.com. There's a great interview with him uh, on Newsmax uh, from a few days ago. You can check that out there. All right. We will uh, take a break and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the pro America report back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Been looking forward uh, to this conversation. I I got a friend of mine for a long time, a friend of mine who's one of the best in the business is Kevin McVicker. Um, And he is sort of a PR guy and he's really a, I don't know, consultant. He does a lot of things. And he sent me this, uh, uh, an offer to get our next guest on. In fact, the offer was either this gentleman, Ryan uh, Bomberger, or his wife, Bethany. The two of them co-wrote a uh, book. And and I said, man, I want to talk to him because I looked at the book and I looked at the Radiance Foundation, which he and his wife uh, operate. It's a 501c3 uh, faith-based organization. It's right in the wheelhouse of a lot of things I'm doing. So first of all, let me say, uh, Ryan Bomberger, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's great to be here with you. Well, thank you. And the book, which is really, um, it's it's called She is She. The book is She is She, a book about your identity. Now, it's by Bethany and Ryan Bomberger. I'm sensitive to this because I've worked with others. It's illustrated by a gentleman named, gentleman named Ed Kohler. So, Ed Kohler, c- congratulations. I love the illustrations. But now, um, Ryan, before we get to that, your biography is a pretty extraordinary biography of just life, right? I, I mean, you know, I think because I know your faith, I've seen you online speaking on, on you know, on recorded stuff. Uh, everyone is a miracle, right? Everyone's a gift from God. So we're all a miracle. But your 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 uh, life is a, an indication that you can make it from wherever you are if you're if you've got faith, if you've got hard work and all. And one of the things that struck me was a lot of times kids are confused 
you would have been when you were a kid in the going through the things you went through and you know, to, to, to not bury the lead. Uh, our guest, uh, Ryan Bomberger was a product of a, a rape and his wife, his mother didn't abort him and he was raised by a family in adoption. I mean, as, 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 as sort of wild a start as you could have, but in the world where we're living, one of the things, and everyone, I remember being confused and I had a more basic life, you know, and, and, but we turn to our kids and we say, Oh, you're confused. You're upset. Things aren't going well. We'll, we'll change your identity. I mean, isn't that kind of one of the things that's, it's like, instead of being human, we're trying to solve what is human. Right. But putting some bizarre sort of bandaid on an emotional or spiritual laceration and it doesn't yeah. work at all. It's the, it's the go-to. It's like the default. Eh, I'm not feeling well today. Oh, you must be transgender. What? Wait right. a minute. I just had a cough. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But so, and by the way, Barra Publishing, B-A-R-A Publishing is the one publishing, BarraPublishing.com. I like to plug them too. So you write this book, you're guaranteed to get grief, right? I mean, you're guaranteed to get grief. It's like uh, Matt Walsh and others. Um, but it's kind of where, what you, again, why'd you write the book? My wife and I wrote the book because one, we have four kiddos and we we spent our lives trying to be their main influence. They're homeschooled kids, and though temporarily they did go to public school, and that's what opened our eyes to what's going on currently. My wife taught for 10, oh, actually for 13 years in both public and private school. She knows all about some of the insanity that goes on, but this is like next level. And so we wrote this because our youngest of children are targeted everywhere they go, whether it's, you know, TV, movies, in public schools, in government run schools, wherever they go, they're being targeted with this toxic ideology. So we wrote this to just say, hey, she is she, and and to celebrate undeniable, biological, beautiful her. But somehow to say she is she is now controversial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's amazing. Uh, Ryan Bomberger is our guest. He's the head, also works and founded the Radiance Foundation, radiancefoundation.org. You can see a lot about him and also uh, his wife, Bethany, who is his co-author in this book. Um, the do you think that there's something about the girls that are particularly targeted? You know, you did she is she, and maybe he is he is coming next, but it does feel like they target the girls uh, more. Is there something to that? I don't know. What's your wife tell us? Absolutely, 100%. And by the way, you're right. He is he will be released in August of this year because we believe in gender <laughs> equality. Um, I'll be, I'll be yeah, worried. We, if, I'll be worried if they is they is out after that. I'll be worried. I'll have to come, oh I'll have to come down. Know. I'll be like, Ryan, you got carried away with the authoring thing. Okay. All right. Anyway, go back to no, our we'll, point. We'll, huh? we'll be done. No, no, no. That would go way too far. But no, it, the reality is that girls are heavily targeted. And that's why we're seeing this, this bizarre, um, social contagion where entire groups of friends and they call it sudden onset of gender dysphoria. Like, I don't know, I tripped over a crack on the sidewalk and all of a sudden I have gender dysphoria. It's so tragic because there are real examples of people having gender dysphoria, but this is not what's happening. And girls are so much more susceptible. Not only are they more susceptible to it, they're also the victims of these so-called solutions to it. For instance, you know, biological males replacing them in sports. I mean, this is literally the LGBT patriarchy. <laughs> this yeah. is actual patriarchy taking right. over girls and women's sports. And so they are not only the more susceptible, they're also the, the demographic that is the you know, hardest hit. They're the victims of this ideology, this woke ideology. I think it's so important, by the way, and thank you for doing it. I, I probably would have done it if you hadn't beaten me to it. But again, we're talking with uh, uh, Ryan uh, Bomberger, and, and he and his wife have a book out, and it's called She Is She, available anywhere you get books, and I'll put it up on social media. But it is important to say there are some people that have 
problems with this, real problems, right? We're not, we're not saying that there's not real problems in, in life. It's just that somehow we went from somebody with a real problem, gender uh, dysphoria or something like it, to every time you're having a, a, a tough time. And I'm being serious. When you're having a tough time, and I remember as a kid, every kid does, you have a tough time. You have a tough time growing. You have a tough time with your siblings. You have a tough time with your parents. And in a world where COVID happened, it's like, hey, okay, who's not having a tough time? And then you want to be like, that kid's not telling the truth, right? So, uh, but but back, uh, Ryan, in your experience of this, both your wife as your co-author and as a, and the teacher, um, how it, 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 are the people that are fooled into this? Is it lack of knowledge or is it their own sort of problem? If you get what I mean, I mean, in, in other words, are we by can if we explain to people, um, will they understand? Oh, we shouldn't do that, or is it something wrong with them? I, I don't mean to be too harsh, but you know what I'm saying. No, it's a false sense of of compassion, and, and especially among Christians who think they're being compassionate. But I'm like, no, that's not compassion. That's capitulation. When we're actually ceding ground to those who are obviously speaking unscientific, <laughs> unscientifically. I mean, we we literally, in order to embrace a transgender sort of ideology, we have to you know deny basic science. We have to mangle our language, and we have to actually support the mutilation of children. And so I know there are some people who are like, well, this individual's hurting. Okay, they're hurting, but let's get to the source of the hurt. And but that's not what our society does. We pretend, you know, we just want to throw rainbows and glitter at something and pretend that the origin of the pain and the confusion doesn't exist. And that's what we need to do is get to the origin. But then you also have people say, well, if we don't do this right now, if we don't take this this direction and transition, they'll commit suicide. Guess what? Those who actually are post-op, trans men and trans women, I'm putting that in into quotes because there's no such thing as transitioning from one gender to the other. Right. But um, the suicide rate, and this is done in, in the Netherlands, which has embraced transgenderism and all things LGBTQ plus for forever and a day, that the suicide rate among those who are post-op among transgender, trans women is five times higher. Hmm. Wow. Five times higher. Wow. I mean, this is... But this is the whole thing. You're like trying to pull at the emotions and we have to say, wait a minute, let's step back and let's see what's actually really going on. And true compassion says, I want to know what that confusion, what that pain is, what the origin is. Let's deal with that. Uh, we're talking again. Ryan Bomberger's our guest. Uh, his book is uh, with his wife is called uh, She Is She. If you go to RadianceFoundation.org, you can buy the book there. There's a, a shop online, their store. And I'm sure that I, I'm sure because I know how these things work. That's the best way to get it from them. But you can get book wherever you see books. She Is She. And I'll put it up on social media. And one last question, Ryan. Um, What's the biggest surprise to you with this book, either just in general uh, as it's rolling out, even the process? What, what surprised you? I guess what surprised me is how it resonated with so many people. I mean, when we even talked about it in the pre-order stage, people were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get this. It was almost as if adults were saying, finally, we have a, a persuasive tool. Finally, we have something. Just speak basic truths to our children. And so that was really overwhelming. And it was incredibly satisfying because as someone who is a creative professional, who wants to create content that's fearless, factual, and freeing, I was just so glad. 
to see that response. And it's been really remarkable. I mean, people are buying it up. And you did mention it, it's it's available on Amazon. It's also available at sheashi.com. We have not gotten it in other stores, but we we hope to. And we hope it doesn't get kicked off of Amazon. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, we'll see. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, RadianceFoundation.org, sheashi.com, uh, Amazon, wherever else. Um, Ryan, thank you. And we'll have you back for He Is He. By the way, I came up with something while we're talking. I've done this before. This might work. We are we. And then in brackets, you put a family. And you're right about the family. That's another one that they're undercutting. So they want the language to be that, you know, X or Y. I mean, there is something that's ideal about the family. It doesn't mean we all have the ideal family. But anyway, I just want to encourage you guys. You're, 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 uh, you're Ryan Bomberger and his wife, Bethany. Congratulations. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. And I will put up on social media all of that information uh, so you have it. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The 2022 edition of the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics report on occupational fatalities didn't have many surprises when it comes to which industries have the highest percentage of fatalities. Logging took the top spot with 82 fatalities for every 100,000 full-time workers. Those in hunting and fishing came in next at 75 per 100,000, followed by roofers at 59 per 100,000. There are a lot of links that can tie these industries together, but one quality stands above the rest. All of these are what academics would call male-dominated industries. Logging is a prime example of this. The nation's most dangerous industry is comprised 93.1% by men. Only 6.9% of lumberjacks are actually lumberjills. In commercial fishing, women only make up 8.8% of the workforce. In roofing, only 0.5% of American roofers are women. Is it a coincidence that these most fatal American professions are all more than 90% male? Of course it isn't. Yet you won't hear the feminists accuse the barons of angling, of, of angling for the patriarchy, nor will you see the blue-haired leftists boycotting roofs until women achieve equal representation in the roofing industry. The simple reason is that feminists only want equal representation in fields that they consider to be glamorous and to be fun. When it comes to risking life and limb in logging or carrying 80-pound loads of roofing tile up a ladder in triple-digit temperatures— they're happy to let the men be chivalrous. And let's be clear, those of us that celebrate traditional gender roles aren't pushing for more women in dangerous industries either. We simply ask that feminists acknowledge that it isn't the patriarchy keeping women out. Women can choose to go into whatever industry they want, but most choose to pursue less physically demanding careers, even knowing that their choices may result in making less money than a man who works a more dangerous job. This free choice should be celebrated, not denigrated. Don't shame women into becoming lumberjills for feminism. Let them make their own choices. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For more than 50 years, Phyllis led the fight against the dead-end road of radical feminism. Today, with the rise of so many savvy young conservative women, new voices are emerging. You're invited to voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, I'm not skipping the major story that you probably want me to hear, want to hear me talk about, so let me make a quick comment, and I promise tomorrow I will lead off with it, and that is what's happening in St. Louis. Um, the St. Louis prosecutor is one of these far-left lawless types that was elected, like what happened in San Francisco and other places. Her name is Kim Gardner. And there was a horrendous, horrendous, a violent accident. I think it was a car accident. I don't think it was a, a violent act against someone over the weekend where a visiting volleyball player, a young a young girl, um, uh, I think teenager, um, was um, uh, de- uh, severely injured by someone who was out of jail that wasn't prosecuted by this uh, St. Louis City prosecutor, Kim Gardner. And so you, you probably have seen the story. It's all over the news, and there'll be more on this. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. I have a lot of sources here. The Attorney General of Missouri has uh, demanded that the uh, the prosecutor, the the, the um, circuit attorney is the name, that she resign or she'll be removed from office. There is a procedure. And he's getting backed up uh, by the Democrat mayor of, New- of, of St. Louis and other Democrats. So it looks likely that this will be uh, something that happens. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And, and I'll come back. I promise I'll get to it tomorrow and give you a full debrief. I only have a little bit of the facts on what's happening on the ground. We know It was lawlessness. It's been going on for years now in St. Louis. And so, um, but I'll give you a full debrief um, when we get uh, more information on on tomorrow's program. So that's all we've got today. Thank you, as always, uh, to the great Noah Dingley, our producer. And uh, thank you to uh, uh, Ryan Height, our uh, executive producer. And uh, excuse me, (laughs) she got pickup promoted. Uh, (laughs) uh, Associate producer who helps us out of St. Louis. And we'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. San Diego. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.